Babe, are you there? Yes. Okay, I want to start the show. Can I start the show? Yeah. Okay. All right. You have permission. Are, are you going to yell thanks, start? Thanks, are you going to yell start? You should probably yell start, Abe. <laughs> All right. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Uh, I guess welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. I, I, I should be in, like, this amazing mood. You know, I just... I, I just ate for the first time in like seven days, and uh, and I'm not Chris. I'm not in the best of moods. What, what'd you break your fast with? I want to know. Give me give me the lowdown. What'd you eat first? Uh, sushi and a big bottle of sake. Nice. I was I was I wasn't. Hey, ease in ease into it, right? That's yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. But uh, hey, hey, Rick. Yeah. Does your mood have anything to do with when I went out to the back house to uh, grab the sparkling water, I had to navigate through, like, a stinky obstacle course? What? A stinky obstacle course? No, no. Yeah. I mean, one could question. There were, like, landmines. There were landmines everywhere. Yeah, that's true. That's a whole nother topic. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother, nother topic. I mean, I, I, I love my dog. I don't really love dogs. But I guess they're part of the package deal. I'm gonna I'm grumpy because it's it's I put out a video saying this month's this month's box, I'm gonna give you guys some free gifts. And uh, so I gave out so I gave out codes and I said, here's your here's your code to go pick out a, a free rod cover. Well, because they gotta pay for shipping, they're 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 yelling at me. And I'm like, but you're also getting a free rod cover and a free face shield, and you can combine the code. You can get both of them for free. I mean, just add it to your next Freebate Friday order. I just don't understand. I don't know what the protocol is for giving away free stuff. Do I have to put asterisks next to everything and then yeah, say, I'm telling you, no, yeah, no, no, no good deed goes unpunished, my friend. You're giving away stuff, and, and they, they're going to want more. I don't know what you can do. It, it just frustrates me. Let's just, you know what? Let's just start this show because we got it. another topic I want to talk about. Fixie, let's start the show. Abe, tell them to start the show. Guys, it's me. I'm back. What's up, party people? We're like, Mads, come on. Alright, this is this this show is taking a turn for the Oh. <laughs> What's going on, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Monster Bass Live. We got a great show for you today. Uh, we're going to be talking about forward-facing sonar, which evidently is all the, you know, it's all the rage, and it's either you love it or you hate it, and we're going to find out why. Um, but, you know, before we get started, before we bring on Chris and Rafi, I want to I, I introduce a segment, and I think it's important that we do it early on because, you know, when you think about why we exist... I mean, we exist to help you have more fun fishing. I mean, that's, that's my goal. I hope that the next time you go out fishing, that in some way you're having more fun because of us. And I want to celebrate some PBs because, you know, I get email every single day from people that are talking, that are sending in something telling me about how they caught their PB, why, what bait was in the box, or what video, like, really helped them. And so I want to celebrate some people. So... Let's uh, let's put up on the screen, Fixie, some some PBs that I got today. So this is uh, 
This is Ivan Leonard. He's got a three pound, 14 ounce uh, bass. He's from Virginia. He caught it on a wacky worm. And he's been a member for 2023. Congratulations to you, bro. We're going to hook you up with, uh, with uh, a three pound club license plate cover because I think you should celebrate that or tell your dad to put on his car since you can't. Let's go to the next one. We got Jenny Lynn. Jenny Lynn caught five pounds, four ounces out of Mississippi. She caught it on a cotton candy uh, Zoom trick worm, like a lot of people. And she's been a member since 2021. Uh, let's go to the next one. Wow, there's a lot. Just so we're clear, there are a lot of people catching them all the same exact way. All right, this is Jay. Uh, I apologize if I got it wrong. Jay uh, Giffrey, uh, four pounds. Out of Iowa on a yum dinger. He caught it wacky rig as well. And then last but not least. Did anybody QA this thing? Because I see wacky rig spelled three different ways. But that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> All right. Yeah, uh, that's this, is, this, this looks like it's supposed to be Heidi. Um, she, is that, I can't tell from this far away. Is that, a, is that a, a picture of a guy or a girl? I really can't tell, Fix. I can't see the screen. Can you tell me? All right. This is Heidi. And uh, Heidi caught six pounds, 12 ounces out of New Hampshire. That's pretty good size for New Hampshire. On a Sanko. And uh, she's been a member since 2022. And last but not least, David Saperstein. Five pounds, eight ounces. Again, on the wacky rig. But that's the Wahaki rig. So you got that one right. <laughs> yeah, oh my I, I, gosh. Member since 2023. So there's two things I've learned here today. One, the Wacky rig. Can you put me on screen now? There's two things I've learned here today. Maybe three. Uh, first and foremost, a lot of people catch their PB on a Wacky rig. And two, Fix doesn't know how to spell Wacky. I don't care if that's how they spelled it. We should still QA it. Wow. Man. Well, I'm sure, I'm sure he knows how to spell wacky at least one of those times. Or, yeah, one of those ways. Do you think we're going to have to unpack this later with, when, when, with, with Fix getting all grumpy that we like picked on his spelling? I don't know. Are you going to need a minute? Yes. Maybe. Maybe. All right. Well, let's, let's open this show up. Um, we got Rafi calling in from the car. Abe, you still there? No. Okay. A little louder so everyone can hear you, Abe. Yeah. All right. Okay. So this is my good friend, Little Timmy, uh, a.k.a. Abe. And uh, he is a really great joke teller and a joke receiver. And uh, so he might tune in from time. He may uh, call in from time to time and uh, play some pranks on us, I hope. But uh, we got... A, or we got Rafi pulling uh, dad duty with his wife out of town, so he's in the car. But uh, we got a topic today, and, you know, you heard us talk about it last week, and I think Chris was a little fired up about it. And so I'm going to let him open this up because this is a topic that it seems like it doesn't matter what website I go to or what podcast I tune into, they're talking about it. And, and as we go throughout the, the day today, we're going to open that phone line at some point. I want to hear what you guys think about this topic. So let's turn it over to Chris. Oh boy. It's, um, I, I brought a little prop, the can of worms prop. So this is where we're going to go. I hope people understand forward facing sonar. I can kind of preface what it is. You have 
basically there's there's optics now that can see underwater so when you out when you're out fishing and you're looking for fish there are graphs there's machines they're using sonar it's forward facing it's 3d but really what we're talking about with forward facing is the ability to physically see fish in the water see what they're doing underwater see how they relate to your lures you can you can twitch a lure and literally see when the lure twitches, if the fish responds to it, you can see when you cast, if it scares the fish, you know everything about the fish when you pull up there and it is an amazing asset to catching fish. That's not the discussion today. And so it was funny, I just did a little reel. I was talking about it. I have some opinions and really some questions about this. And you would think that I was offending people. I think I had some death threats, like you can't get rid of forward facing sonar. <laughs> That's not what this is about. I, I didn't know people were so personal. I will go on record. I do not have forward facing sonar. I would love to have it. It is incredible. I've been watching some videos. When people go to a new lake, they know where the fish are. They're not casting blindly to water, hoping the fish are where they used to be or where the fish should be. You can actually physically see fish where they're at underwater, make the decision how far they are away from you or your boat. You'll know what depth they're at. And then you get to see forward facing sonar is so good. And we, there's different brands and we can talk all about that. You can see the split of the tail on a bass. You can get an idea of how big the fish are before you throw a bait to them. So Rick, I don't know. Have you, have you ever used forward facing sonar when you're out fishing? I know you've had some great days out on the water. Do you know if you were using that when you're on the boat and if you had a guide or somebody you're fishing with, did they have that on their vessel? Yeah. So, you know, I don't own a boat, but I have lots of friends with boats and I feel like those are the best kinds of friends. And, uh, I'll be honest, we've, I've been on boats where it's where they've had it, and where they have it. And I think the interesting thing is when you have it, you know, they're like, Oh, the fish is right there throw out 20 feet in front of us right over there and you'll be right on top of the fish. And it's truly like, it's a, it's definitely an added benefit and a tool that's going to like, if you know how to use it and you actually know how to fish, it's definitely going to come into play and it's going to help you a lot. And, uh, you know, I, I remember we were sitting, I was sitting with, uh, with, uh, Mikey balls on Gunnersville, and there was this ledge and sure enough, he's like, there they all are, right there, suspended in 20 feet of water. Let's just go throw some deep cranks in front of them. And sure enough, we're on fish. That's cool, right? Super yeah. fun? Yeah, it's yeah, amazing. That's, that's, like, why like, wouldn't you? I mean, that's the whole point of going fishing. That's the silly part. So there is this whole romance that people want to bring back. Having credit to your time spent on the water. That's what we talk about. Like, there's nothing better than time spent on the water. That gives you an idea of like, oh, I've caught fish here before. There maybe is a rock pile or there's a lay down. And there's been some big fish that I've, I've actually caught them in this exact spot. Now you don't have to have that. Here's the thing is forward-facing sonar, whether it's live target. So they got Lowrance makes active target. You got live scope from Garmin. There's all these different brands. There's this one I was looking at, it's a sniper pole. You can, you can hang it over the side of anything, a kayak or a canoe, and you spin it around and you can view what's happening underwater. Oftentimes it doesn't come into play because there's grass. And when you're fishing shallow, you're fishing bed fish, the current technology really doesn't help you a bunch. I'm not to say give them five years, I bet they will be able to differentiate between an actual fish and grass. And you can go into a lake, you'll probably have an overhead view of everyone else's kind of how Google works with traffic updates. You'll probably be able to see the fish everywhere in the lake before you even show up. That's kind of the question I, I wanted to pose is, does this make fishing too easy? And then I happen to mention, 
is it healthy? And, and I, I tell you the people's response, they're like, I don't worry about any of that. And I was teasing with the guy. I'm like, I don't really want testicle cancer. Like, do I need to wear like aluminum foil underwear when I'm out fishing? Cause uh -huh. now you got three, three screens. You got two different transducers. You got all these EMFs going on. What is it doing to the fish when the fish have all these great intricate sensory units on their body that have like little tiny microscopic hair. And that's how they feel the sound waves underwater is has anyone ever done a test and and i don't propose that we put a bass in a small aquarium and nuke it with forward-facing sonar for a while but those are just some of the questions i had and literally my inbox was like you're you're an idiot i can't believe you're questioning this you got to use it and so i think the biggest connection and this is to try to keep it simple with the story i think we have to go outside of bass fishing i live in a lake and i back behind me I, rick do you know what an abalone is yeah of course Okay, so California, Northern California, I got abalone shells all over my office. For 29 years, we would go out and we'd abalone dive with the family. Mm. Super fun. Years and years ago, abalone could get like seven, then it went to six, it went to four, it went to three, and then abalone fishing has ended. We can't, you can't go out and you cannot collect abalone in Northern California. They're going to revisit it, but it's this big, long story of like the seaweed went away, the urchins came in, the sun star that used to eat the urchins, that all happened, but literally there's not enough abalone, they closed it. If we think of your fishing, you're going out with some friends and you're using forward facing sonar to make your day more successful, you catch fish, you let them go, awesome. I was on a boat with a friend that has taken off his forward facing sonar and a gentleman came by and I said, hey, you're out bow hunting the other day. And he's, he's actually a local guy and he's, he's pretty good at bow hunting, I guess. Mm -hmm. I said, if you could use technology on a GPS and you're going to go bow hunting in California and your GPS would pinpoint exactly where the deer are, would you use that? And he's like, oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'm there for the meat. I'm there for the meat for my freezer. I don't care about the hunt. And as soon as he said that, I thought, wow, this is a whole different perspective of a person going out in the winter and hunting for crappie, knowing exactly where they are, which may be the forage fish for your bass and cleaning out that spot and bringing them home and cooking them. Not to mention, there's a lot of people that eat bass. Can we say that on this show? People hmm. do eat bass in other areas. And it's, it's actually an intelligent conversation to understand. It's not always about catch and release. It's about catching fish and understanding slot measurements and things. What if people during the winter where bass fishing historically has been harder, what if they go out and they're just targeting the fish and bringing them home and cooking them? And, and in a post pandemic, post COVID world, there's a lot more anglers and this literally makes fishing easier. So my idea is, Hey, just because there's technology out there, should we be using it? I don't think that's a valid argument. I think we need to make sure that we're just keeping track of what technology is giving us and how easy the sport is becoming because of that technology. So I'd love it. I know some people said they're going to call in. I don't know. We're going to open up the phones, but people get so excited and it's really to protect their access to using forward facing sonar. So that's, that was kind of the pitch. I, Rick, are you worried about EMS and different things with like electronics like that? Well, if you could see my house, I do have some crystals all over the place. I, I, I knew you're kind of a hippie. Your spiritual, spiritual journey is, is pretty evident at times. So uh, just curious on that. Yeah. I mean, it is of concern. Like, I certainly don't want to be putting my head down at night on top of my cell phone and, you know, hoping to meet it somewhere in, in slumber time because I, I definitely am concerned about having that much electronics in it. I mean, I had a friend that I remember when uh, 
when Motorola, I mean, this is dating myself, when they first came out with Bluetooth and they had the little earpiece with a little thing that stuck down, and he, and he worked at Motorola, and he was like, nobody inside of Motorola will wear those things. To have that kind <laughs> of scary. thing heating up next to your ear, in your ear all the time, he's like, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do it. But, I mean, look, I mean, we live in a world where technology is, is designed to make our lives better. I mean, there isn't a, there isn't a facet of our lives where we're not leveraging technology to our benefit. And uh, I don't think fishing's any different. I think that, look, at the end of the day, even in tournament fishing, like, I'm not opposed to it because level the playing field, give all the guys on the elite tour, give them the exact same boat, same, you know, same uh, technology. They still got to catch the fish, right? And, right. And, 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 and it's not just as simple as, well, crank down to 20 feet and you're going to catch it every time because that's where they're suspended. I mean, you still got to set the hook. You still got to do some of this stuff, so... I don't know. I don't know what the big controversy is. To me, it's to me, it's 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 well, we've got social media, and I need a platform to yell about, and uh, so this is my new topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, and I, I think well, that's part I, of it. It's kind of the, ha- the haves and have not. Like I would love to have it on my boat. I don't have sure. it. I haven't invested the money, mostly because my vessel sits at a lake, and I I feel like I know the names of the fish and exactly where they they sleep and eat and what goes on with the fish's life. I, I have heard plenty of people say those that have put in hours and hours and hours on a lake and they have that water knowledge now are being contested by people that come in and drive around quickly with sure. forward facing sonar and they learn everything they need to learn. And if the fish have moved, they're now chasing fish. I don't think that that's that bad. It, it does discredit a past history and what you've put in your time on a particular water, like a, like a lake, but I, that's not the questions I'm posing. What I'm looking at is, does this really make fishing too easy? I know people have said it's boring to watch. And I think we've, we've all covered that. The beauty is, is you go down to Florida, you go to the California Delta, these places where you're going to be shallow fishing more than that, which you see it a lot with smallmouth bass fisheries. That's where this is really becoming a concern is people watching their scope and saying, Oh, oh okay. Almost got it. Almost got it. Okay. There, there, she's got it. And so that television replay is not that fun. And I get that, but that's not the questions I'm talking about. I think, you know, this is the reality of if the technology currently stays where it is, but as you know, they're going to keep pushing the technology. They're going to keep pushing the ability of the sonar to find the fish. And at what point is it completely taken away to find fish? That's what we talk about. There's this really cool thing I, called a search. I, mean, I, I don't, you, I, I got, I got to tell you, I don't understand any of this. I originally thought that we were going to talk about was there controversy around like fishing professionally with forward facing sonar. And even then it's a stretch to figure out why it's controversial, but like this whole thing, just whether or not it's acceptable or whether or not people want to do it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, people are fishing with like state of the art bass boats and trolling motors and, and outboards that can get them across the lake in 11 seconds. I mean, should we all be fishing in rowboats and canoes? Like, yes. it's, you know, like, I just, I don't understand. Well, because I we think what it is. too much is, water is, too, too quickly right. with, a, with a motor. Now, what it is, is it's, it actually, and this is the, the analogy, the reason I brought up abalone and I didn't continue with it is abalone, you cannot harvest in California with scuba tanks. That technology has been around forever. It made it too easy and it was detrimental to the sport 
and it was detrimental to the species. So the department, and this is where it gets really dicey, is Department of Fish and Game, whatever jurisdictional agency is over the fishery in your area, they said, no, you can't use that technology. You can only hold your breath, swim down, and find an abalone. Mm. That's where this gets really interesting is if the fish become decimated and it's too easy to harvest the fish, will the Department of Fish and Game step in and say, you can no longer use that technology? So that's the concept is we're not, we're so shallow of, I just want to use everything I can to catch fish. There's this cool thing called a search bait that I started to talk about. You don't, you don't need a search bait anymore. You turn on your forward facing sonar, you drive around and you know where the fish are. So this concept of throwing a bait to see a fish are out there, as long as the technology is working and your water's clear enough without obstructions, you know, literally what's going on now underwater. That that's the real question. Is that gone too far? Do we have too much access with what we see with the species we're actually hunting? So I think that's part of the discussion to be having. Well, on that note, Go ahead, Rocky. <laughs> go ahead, Rick. Oh, I was going to say on I'm that. Still, I'm, still con- I'm still confused. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. On that note. On that note. No, no. You're confused. I want to hear about it. <laughs> I, okay. I'm, I'm confused, right? Chris, you mean to tell me that you and I can go head to head and I have forward-facing sonar so I could figure out where the little blobs are. I can catch fish easily and better than you. I still won't know what to use how to use it, how to set the hook. I won't know. I won't know anything. I mean, there's, there's a lot to be said about the skill involved, number one. And then number two, haven't they already solved this problem when it comes to hunting with limits? Like you can't go out there with a machine gun and shoot like a thousand deer. You could shoot three or four or whatever the limit is in your particular state. And then you're, and then you're done with it. Like, I don't get it. You, you posed a great question. No, you're never going to beat me at fishing. I'll just answer yeah. that right there. It's fine. <laughs> and then yeah, two, yeah, exactly. you, you no said, matter, you no said, matter how much I might know where they are. Yeah, right. But the second side is you said exactly what we're up against is in hunting. There are limits. There are times where you can't use a gun. You can only use a bow. All of those limits are been put in place by the jurisdictional agency managing it. That's the real discussion is, is forward facing sonar cross the line of making fishing too easy. And is, is it an assault on the species bass fishing? I don't think that we're going to decimate bass. The reality is you can use forward facing sonar for so many other things. When bass pile up in the winter, most people are like, I don't even use it. I fish the shallow water. I don't care about it in the summertime. Now it really makes wintertime fishing a whole lot more successful and success. Like Rick says, that's a whole lot more fun to go out. There's a fine line between fishing and catching. Catching is a whole lot more fun for me. And it's a tool that I would love to use. The responsibility of having that tool, I think is what comes into play. It's hard to really make sure we're all doing our part. Time's going to tell what it means. I think a lot of professional anglers are like, this is all an exciting moment. Soon, everyone's going to have it. Who really cares? As long as the fisheries can sustain it, that's the responsible part to play as anglers. So, you know, time's going to tell on this one. It is just really funny when people get so frustrated that they think it's cheating and they can't stand it in the sport because they want the mystery. They want to not know what's going underwater. And that's like you're saying, that's like saying, hey, Cars are no good. Let's go back to covered wagons. I don't think that's the right discussion, but to hold a sport, to keep a sport where it currently is, I think that's one thing to understand. Technology is rampantly changing it. On my, on my little rant that I did on social media, 
golf balls are held to a certain specification. Mm -hmm. Drivers can't use trampoline faces because you can hit the golf ball too far. How far can we let technology go in bass fishing to where everything is known about these fish? So that that's kind of the question that I posed. And you literally think I was uh, asking something inappropriate. But, I, I couldn't but, believe by the, the way, discussion. In, in your, in your comments, and I, I, I'm not sure what to think about this. I feel like I need to tread lightly, but in your comments on your social media rant, rant, uh, you, you alluded to your thoughts on the shape of the earth. I believe you did. <laughs> I just, I have questions about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, no, so, yeah, the, the flat earthers, I, the one guy said, he's super funny. He actually does some great stuff. He said, he's more concerned about the fish falling off the end of the flat earth than he is about worrying about getting cancer from the EMFs or whatever. So I said, Hey, you know, we got to be careful with our flat earth. I, I tease everyone. We only know what we're told right now. Everyone's in consensus that believes the earth's round later on. They'll say, Hey, maybe the GoPro wasn't backed up far enough. Maybe it's flat. I don't really yeah, man, man. care. So the earth is what's round? that? The earth is round. Yes, this is I mean, today, tomorrow. I, I, I don't know what the earth is, but I know I know that my house is in front of me. So I'm going to sign off and then sign back on with my face in five minutes. Yes. Okay. All right. On that so, note. All right. On that note, what do you say we uh, let's take let's take a call. Let's open the hotline fix. It's for anyone that's sitting at home that wants to call in. Let's uh. Let's take our first call. Go ahead, caller. Where are you from, and, and what's your thought on forward-facing sonar? Howdy, Rick. How's it going, man? <laughs> well. I'm, I'm from, uh, from Dublin, Georgia. I'm sorry I haven't been calling in. I've been busy. I've been very busy. Sorry. Uh-huh. Have you, have you missed me? Well, I'm kind of confused <laughs> because this is the so. beginning of the show, and normally you call it the end of the show. Well, I can call back if you'd like. All right, hang up on him. No, 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 I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding, Fix. All right. No. <laughs> so, Brendan, what is your thought on forward-facing sonar? All right, well, I have a little bit of a different um, thought process about forward-facing sonar. Uh, for tournament fishing, I think it is great. Um, you know what would be interesting is if they allowed forward-facing sonar uh, two, for two days of the practice, and then two game days. Uh, that way, you get some entertainment for people if they're fishing like not on forward-facing sonar. So the companies are still able to promote it, and they're able to improve upon it. And they're also to uh, then that also allows the anglers um, to kind of diversify. You know, it, it separates them a little bit more. You know, it really separates the people that are really good at forward-facing sonar and also really good without it. Um, it also makes it so that way the people watching it can also have some enjoyment because they're not every, but every day is staring at the screen. Um, and then for me personally, I don't want forward facing sonar because I chase after those trophy fish. I'm after the biggest fish in my lake. I'm after those tens, those 11s, those 12s, whatever, whatever it may be in my lake. So I like that hunt. I like that, that, you know, like, you know, you're, you're trying to learn these fish's behavior, that specific fish. Like I know there's one specific 12 pounder in one of the lakes that fish that I know where it sits and I know what it does every single year, pretty much for the most part. It goes to the same rock pile, the same ledge every summer, and I can't seem to get it to bite. And I like that hunt. I like knowing that that fish is there and trying to figure out in my head and in that fish's head how to catch it properly. So for me, forward-facing sonar is not for me. But for tournament guys, I, I feel it's, it's good to have. 
Interesting, fair, fair right? Points, fair points. I mean, so so that's awesome. I, I, can I ask if you caught a fish, the trophy fish, using a forward-facing sonar? Do you think that would take away your enjoyment of it? I think it would. I mean, you still need to know where the fish live because you can't just go out and anywhere in the lake and there's going to be fish. Because usually, I think it's like twenty percent of the lake holds fish. Usually, twenty or thirty percent, depending on your lake and how many fish are in it and all that. So, yeah, it definitely would. If I caught like a ten pounder. I probably would not consider that my new PB, you know? Yeah, Stop that's, it. that's yeah, the hard part of this. I, I, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm telling you, yeah. it is so <laughs> interesting. After, after immersing myself into the videos of watching people use it, I go now to my own yeah. lake. Just the, I'll tell you specifically right after, I went to this deep area and I was casting and I wasn't catching fish. And I thought, I wonder if there's fish there. And instantly I would have had the answer. That's the reality mm -hmm. of if you go to your ledge and you see this big blob and you're like, oh, wow, I can actually see the split of its tail as it turns. You throw a deep mm -hmm. water bait down to it. You can see how it interacts. Oh, it never took it. Let me change color. Let me change presentation. The, the swim bait, the glide yep. bait information you gain is phenomenal. You get to mm -hmm. see how it tracks, whether you're real twitching or your mm -hmm. rod twitching. If you let it pause, jerk bait fishing, you learn so much of what entices that fish to strike from watching the fish's interaction now with your lure. It's literally like fishing in an aquarium. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you. It's it's one of those things that yeah. I think that's an interest. I never thought of like letting them use it for a little while, letting them drive around. I the idea of practice is the olden days, like, oh, we're gonna go out and have to try to catch fish, but not catch them with a hook. Right. So they will still bite the next mm -hmm. day. Do we fish without hooks in our baits? Do we go out and wacky worm? Do we just do big mm -hmm. glide baits to see where fish are staged? Now they just drive around and scan the lake. And that's an interesting concept to understand. It doesn't tell them if those fish are going to come to play on game day. So you still have to throw a bait or two. You still got to figure things out. But it is interesting that they do get a live scan. The reality is, as technology is there, they should just show them where all the fish are. I mean, that's kind of the funny side of how good technology gets is how far out can your forward-facing sonar go? It's, I mean, over 100 feet. And mm -hmm. so now you just drive, drive back and forth around the lake and you go to where the map says the fish should be. And now you literally know if the fish are there and then it becomes this whole deal in fishing. Mm -hmm. It's like, Oh, guys are cheating because they're going to where somebody else is more successful. They, they did a great job of mapping. They know where the fish literally sure. are. And that's, that becomes the weird part is how quickly we can take this technology, whether it's through a drone or a scan is that smart to tell fishermen exactly where the fish are before we say go in a tournament? Mm. And I think those are some of the, the, the future discussions. It's like you've taken away the hunt. You've taken mm -hmm. away the search. Yes, you still have to catch. But if you don't need a search bait anymore, you don't need your favorite, whether it's a, a glide bait or a chatter bait, that term of search bait is now turning on a button as long as the water's clear enough and there's a you know least amount of vegetation so the forward-facing sonar works. That's you've replaced that part of fishing, but that's, yeah, that's really know, interesting. That's, that's like, for each person. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder like if you had a guy on like Brandon Polinick, Brandon, how has pre-fishing for a tournament changed for you? Like, I wonder what it's really done to his routine. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. cool. I mean, Kevin Van Dam, it's, he talked about it. It's like from dusk to dawn, you had to put in the time you had to drive around. You had to spend more time searching to see if there were fish right now you're spending the same amount of time but you're knowing if there's fish and it's not like oh i i got a bite i'm gonna go back there because i'm hoping there's three or four more you can drive past a rock pile and in a smallmouth fisher you're like 
I don't know. I counted 70, 80 blobs of fish there. I know yeah. that held a good, I mean, you can mark it with your sure. waypoints based on actual numbers and data of fish that you're collecting. So in the future, you'll probably be able to strike a button on your waypoint and it'll count how many fish technology has been there. Even on just standard sonar, they have markings with your arcs for fish with fish identifiers. I, I don't know. I'm sure that somebody mm -hmm. may be calling. Is there a button you can click that tells you how many fish are in front of you? I'm sure that's coming. And oh. so you'll be able to have an actual fish count by point. Okay. Let's, uh, yeah. let, let's, let's find out. We've got a caller on the line, but what is that noise in the background? It's Rafi in, in my background. No, no. I think Rafi is, uh, I yeah, I have my Bobo headphones. Hang on. Let's see. Bobo. It's a, that's a new phrase. Uh, you need forward-facing uh, headphones. <laughs> forward-facing right. headphones. All right, Brandon, you got anything else for us? No, not really. I mean, other than uh, eat more bass, eat more little bass. That's eat. the big one. That'll improve our fisheries. I just had yeah, that yeah, on my podcast. Um, Thank you for calling in. That was great. Uh, wait, what? That was a long call. I'm back. No, what? Rafi, <laughs> Bre Brendan is talking. No, Yo. you asked him if he had anything else to say, and he said no. And then no, talking. he said he so said eat more little bass. Said, no, I don't have anything to say. And then said eat more bass, and then we're done. All right, I got it. All right, hold on. I got to take control of the situation here. Brendan, I would like to hear about the biologist that was on your podcast before you go. I think oh. hung up on him. <laughs> yeah, I already hung up on him. Oh, take away the the hang up button from Rafi. I think that's a bad move to have him have control. He was on for seven minutes and forty seconds. Yeah, it's it's not, it's yeah, awesome. and 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 because we've got eighteen other people on the line, let's just yeah. go to the next Good. one. All right. Go ahead, caller. What's your thoughts on forward facing sonar? Well, I don't have forward-facing sonar, but to me, it, everybody should be able to use it because if they take that away, then do they take down, down scan, side scan? Do they take the internet away? Because nowadays, <laughs> it's much different than it was 20 years ago. That's I right. I can go on, if I don't know how to use the latest bait, I can watch a hundred videos of people catching fish, or if I want to go look at a lake that I'm going to be fishing a tournament on, I cross-reference videos online with Google Earth, and I can tell where every Bassmaster winner, where he caught his fish. You know, all that information is out there for tournament anglers to use, just like board face. It's a tool, nothing more, nothing less. So in my mind, even though I don't have it, I compete against guys that do, you know, it, it does play a role. Sure. Sure. So that's my I, thought. I like it. I like, I like, I, yeah, I love the opinion. And these are those things that we all, we all have to come to the same table and understand in tournaments, you can't use two rods. And then they tried to put it back in to try to see if a guy could hook up with two smallies when he's trying to fish in different, uh, like different applications. There are limits to everything. And I think that's why I brought it up is how far do we let forward facing sonar or just the technology and graphs? Like you're saying, do we go backwards? 
I don't think it's, it's hard to go backwards. I think we need to look forward to where the limit is of what data and information will allow in the sport of bass fishing. Unfortunately, I live in a state where they ended abalone diving. Next, they ended the salmon for right. this year. You can't harvest salmon. They closed rock fishing. The reality is, is post COVID, there's a lot of people fishing. It's going to be really hard if we don't do our part to manage the fisheries. There's never been more pressure, but literally fishing's probably as good as it's ever been moving into this winter with forward facing sonar and understanding the baits and the internet and everything there, you can have the most successful time on the water. I'm posing the ideas. Is that okay? If the people that are using all that are harvesting fish. And I, I think that's outside of us using tournaments. Can you go and catch and kill using all this latest technology, knowing exactly where the fish live? That's where I get a little bit nervous. Um, the sport, I don't think it's really going to hurt the yeah. sport. If you don't like watching it, uh, it's like, watch the screens. There's so many more fun things. The information you're gaining, it's awesome. But sport versus catching, eating fish is completely different. And we all get to use the same technology that the jurisdictional agency deems legal. Yeah. And that's something I just I pose out there. Well, you got to be smart about that. I I I totally got your uh, point with the abalone because here in Indiana, when I was a kid, I actually dove for mussel shells. And then sold those shells to a company that sent them to China, but they had guys come in with scuba tanks and deplete the river. And so back in like 93, they closed the river and they won't open it yep. back up, even though the population has come back to where it could, they're just not going to because they saw the devastation in the rivers here because the mussels filter all that stuff out. Yeah, no, it's super so, good to have the know, muscles I, in that. You're, I get both sides of it. There's, there should be, yeah, there should be limits or some. I'm not sure how, how to go, you know, because who knows what they're going to come up with. Next, we'll be watching underwater <laughs> cameras that can go out 200 feet, and we won't need sonar because we can see the fish swimming around. Yeah, they already have that. So they, they know, have live view. They're, yeah, you can drop yeah. that down there. <laughs> it's coming. No, you're smart. I mean, that's the thing is this well, is the like, discussion like said, of we need to we need to govern ourselves as anglers. And that's the big thing is I'd hate for a jurisdictional agency to come in and say, hey, it's no longer you can't fish, you can't bass fish, whatever, because we've wrecked it and we've caught too many fish Ugh. and they're gone. So it's it's right. smart, I think, to start having these conversations before it becomes a bigger problem. So I, I appreciate your input. It's awesome. I, I totally agree. Yeah. All right. Cool. Well, Rick. Yeah. Yeah, I'll talk to you next time. All right, man. Thanks for calling. Man. I appreciate it. You know, on that note, right, like I look forward to the day. Like, like how cool would it be if you were watching? Like, someone someone talked about how boring watching tournament fishing can be on TV. Like, how cool would it be if you had a split screen and you got the guy, you got the guy on one side, the forward facing sonar down below, and you and and then by then you'll have little chips that'll go into each bait. So now you'll be able to track that bait as it's coming across in in, in so much better. <laughs> Than, than you can today and to be able to watch a split screen of this guy fishing and see this whole thing happening online or i mean on the other half of the screen i think it like it would make it so much more bearable to watch i don't know we need to we need to put gopros on fish and get their perspective <laughs> like every single bass needs a mini gopro on his head 
I'm telling you, they already know where fish are. People have been dumping brush piles and lakes forever. Start right. putting some underwater cameras. Let us see what's going on. That would be That's amazing. where this is all going anyway. Yeah, it's like I have bass fishing tournaments in aquariums. If, if you want to see it, it's perfect. It's pretty yeah. easy to figure that stuff out. So I think that's the it. direction we're headed. I love it. Let's take this next call. And oh, by the way, if you're sitting at home, you know, I, I'm only a week away from, from you know, starving myself. We have 24 <laughs> likes. I don't even know how that's possible. Like, can we at least, before we do some golden tickets, can we at least get a few thumbs up, like, so that we can exceed 24? Kind of a complex. All right, let's take this next call. Where'd it go? They're gone? No, they're on. Oh, I want to hear from them. Go ahead, call her. there? Yes, sir. Uh, long time listener here. Uh, first time caller. I love that. But, uh, what's your name? Super excited. I'm just kidding. This is Jeremy. This is Lone Star. What's happening? I I absolutely have been waiting all week to weigh in on this topic and, uh, and, and, and trigger warning. All right. There's my warning trigger warning for some of you. Uh, if you like board-facing sonar and you don't want to get your feelings hurt, just don't listen for a few minutes because I'm going to tell you my, my real raw thoughts on board-facing sonar. But I'm going to do it. Hey, we're, hey, hey, we're trying, to get, we're trying to get likes. We want likes on the show, okay? Tread easy right now. Let's get some likes and yeah, then go let's, ahead. Let's, 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 oh, let's, no, hear, no, let's hear what he has to say. No, I want to hear it. This is, I was waiting for this I'm call because you, you said you were going to call in when I posted just the little topic on social media. So let's hear it. I, I know you're not in love with it, to put it lightly. So let's hear it. Yeah. And first of all, I, I'm driving, guys. So I apologize if I'm a, my purpose is a little spotty, but I did wait until I was out of Oklahoma and back in Texas because, well, everything's better in Texas. Uh, so um, that being said, watch my service go out now. Uh, all right. First, let's address this from the perspective of professional fishing. All right, and then we'll talk about recreational fishing. Um, so, professional fishing. I, I, here's the reason why I don't like it for professional fishing. Most professional tournaments allow the angler to show up to a lake three to four days prior to pre-fish and figure out the pattern of fish on a lake. All right, uh, that's almost every standard MLF or Bass Series tournament. That's what happens. Right. On top of that, though, and you can actually go back. Someone can fact-check me on this, but I believe it was uh, Gustafson who won the Classic this year, and he is on record saying that in those days that he was pre-fishing, he literally dropped a live camera, an aqua-view camera, down to the bottom to see if the spots that he was seeing were actually fish, and he found out they indeed were. I believe they were actually large spotted bass. So he, he's you're allowed all right, you're allowed in professional fishing on your practice days to use the AquaView live camera. So I know the previous caller said, oh, one day we'll have live cameras we can drop in the water. It already exists, and that's what someone used to win the Bassmaster Classic this year, on top of then using board-facing sonar during the tournament itself. And I would just say this. For a professional angler, they are good enough, not they should be or they – ought to be they are they are good enough that they can go pre-fish a lake for three or four days and show up on tournament day and deliver 
I mean, look, like if I can roll up to Lake Louisville and Dallas, and I haven't been there in two months, and roll up in three hours and catch four fish, I know a professional angler can do it on whatever body they're pre-fishing for four or five days. So before I go on to the, the, the um, I guess, the leisure side of fishing and sport fishing sonar, I'll pause there. Thoughts, feedback, comments on just that component of professional fishing? I have, Agree, disagree? I have, thoughts? Thoughts. I have some thoughts. Oh. What do you what do you do for a living outside of uh, teaching people how to fish? Uh, I am a director of sales at uh, at, at a large, uh, I guess, global organization. Okay, Are, am I allowed to uh, ask what the uh, what the name of that global organization is? Ooh, <laughs> Scout yeah, I don't mind. I work for. Uh, no, I don't really care. I mean, people could probably figure it out. policy that makes Invisalign. 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 Invisalign, arguably one of the greatest leaps forward as far as progress goes in the world of orthodontia. But don't you think that orthodontists are perfectly capable of straightening teeth with like traditional braces instead of like (laughs) having appliances? We'll just just stop. Hey, 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 Jeremy. Rafi thinks you should put electric motors on all bike races as well. He doesn't care about having limits on humans. Football players, it's fine if they want to bring around weapons with them in the future. Rafi doesn't care about keeping sports traditional. Nothing matters to Rafi. Push the envelope forward. PEDs, then it's a level playing field. <laughs> I love it. No, I, I, Jeremy, I'm going to respond. I yeah, think it, it, you're, exact, you're exactly right professional anglers don't need it for sure i would love to know the bag counts the limits like has the size of the bags winning tournaments increased because of the use of this and that that's just for fun knowledge i literally don't care about any of it other than is this going to become detrimental to the sport of fishing and will fishing become decimated because of it that was the only question i really wanted to answer our own risks of getting cancer or something. I think we need to do our own jobs of cancer prevention, like literally understanding that everything out there is a problem for us. So as humans, that's our job to figure that out. Is forward facing sonar going to cause a problem with the amount of fish left in the fishery? So you're, you're spot on. I'd like to hear more. What do you, do you think that the everyday average angler like yourself should lose access to buying it and having it? Uh, no. No, I mean, look, it's America, right? Um, you know, free, free will, free economy, capitalism, et cetera. Um, one, one last comment on the professional side. First of all, like, I, it's not cheating if it's not against the rules. And so far, it's not against the rules. I do find it ironic, though, that professional fishing has banned the A-rig or the umbrella rig because people are using it to catch too many fish, came too easy, and some states have three hooks, some states have five hooks, whatever. So, so can I, I I want to ask you, you brought up the best point. Why on earth can't we use the AquaView then on game day? This is the funniest side of understanding the technology. Hey, you can let me use forward facing sonar, but I'm fine to not use AquaView on race day because, you know, that's, that would be cheating. So why, why is some technology demonized and other isn't? Literally every angler knows you can play underwater bass fishing noises of feeding fish and them dancing and having fun together to call fish to your boat. Most, most people actually don't even know yeah. that pros do that. 
And then you have an aqua view that can show you underwater live screen views of fish that you can use during practice. I, Rafi, I think this question is to you. Should they be able to use an underwater camera during the bass fishing tournaments? Because it sounds like you're all for it. I mean, should we be able to, should professional basketball players be restricted to, uh, to wearing? No, Chuck no, Taylor? no, no. Answer. The whole purpose, the whole purpose, the whole purpose of professional fishing is to catch fish. Like yeah, humans, you're, you're right. able Hum to have every <laughs> single edge, you know, that uh, uh, imaginable. Like again, it's it's at one point. Then why not? Then why not? So so are you advocating that they can use live bait too? Oh, I'm not no, necessarily is, advocating uh, why not? that you could use live bait. <laughs> well, why not? By, Rick, by how, how are we going to ship? We're going to ship live bait. If their uh, goal is your best box, <laughs> right? If if their goal is just to catch fish, then why not use live bait as well? If that's the only purpose of professional fishing. Okay, I mean, then it's settled. Yeah, the answer is no bait. because it's. <laughs> Rafi's in. No. Hey, the answer is like, no, honestly, and it's, just, it's because sorry, it's based very, upon very unpopular. But anything that makes professional fishing watchable, I'm all for. If like live bait is going to help them pull more fish into the live well and bigger fish, hi Abe, then like let's let's do it. It's the whole point. It's like out. It's like outlawing the slam dunk. Like we know we can't do that. Yeah, I think I think we're yeah, we're going apples and oranges. Buddy, we went haywire. Yeah, I think that's where you're wrong, though, because the whole point is to use your skill with artificial lures to be able to entice a fish to bite. And uh, and, and some would argue that forward-facing sonar uh, takes away from the natural skill and puts the skill more on the technology you're using, not necessarily your own skill set. Now, I'm, I'm not necessarily arguing that because you answered your own question. Jeremy, Jeremy, you answered your own question. Right, which is, I forget what you said, but maybe Fix could rewind it or something, right? Where it's using your skills to entice fish to bite. You're asking for a lot knowing just so you where know the that. Fish are, knowing where the fish are, that, I mean, like, you, then then now you can entice them to bite. Like, maybe we shouldn't fish on no, water. No, that, that's, your, that's the skill. Easy. No, no, Rafi, that's the skill as well. That, that's absolutely the skill as well is you should you should learn a bass pattern and that's why you also have three or four days to pre-fish the lake is you understand the patterns you understand if fish are transitioning if they're up shallow if they're being lethargic if they're on the move if they're out deep if they're moved shallow like that's the point of pre-fishing and using your knowledge of topography of a lake to pattern fish and quite honestly like i do pride myself on the fact that i have learned as much as i can in the five years i've been bass fishing that I can show up on most lakes that I haven't fished at in months, and within a few hours, looking at topography and just the normal 2D mapping I have, that literally just tells me the temperature of the water and how deep I am, that, that, that I can figure out at least a pretty good pattern of where fish are. And that's just within a few hours. And I'm not a professional angler by so any stretch of me. So I'm just it, saying... Let's take it even further. I'm just saying are a professional angler, professional, professional angler is good bank. enough. Let's just keep what? professional fishing to the bank because you can cover too much water with a motor. And like you could learn too much about where the fish are by going like 89 miles an hour across a flat lake. Yeah, they, like, they actually, just, you know, they do, 
they manage the size of the motors as well. They do manage the speed. So all things do have stipulations and control. And that's the point of this is the technology of the boats are limited. The technology of everything needs to be limited because at a point it will go too far. And I think that's the fun side of this discussion is, is how far is too far. Yeah. Aqua views cannot be used and everyone seems to be okay with that. The condition of a forward facing sonar, as the details get better and better, it will get closer and closer to an aqua view. And at that point, we've already banned it. Something has to give. So I think that's this is the fun side of the discussion. This is why it gets so personal. People get so nervous real quick. Jeremy cited think- <laughs> that I was gonna say Jeremy cited that part of this is learning how to fish, how to find fish is a big piece of how to catch fish. First you have to I, find I them. That, I think the fun this side takes it out of way. I think the fun side of this argument is 24 hours ago when we spoke, you asked me if I had an opinion on this. I was like, I don't know. You didn't. I don't know anything about it. And now I would die. I would die before I conceive. And, uh, and, and this is why I, I told okay, you, so, I, so. I don't even care. I don't even have it. This is why I love the discussion. It's so funny. I just think pearl anglers are good enough to catch fish without it. All right. So, and, and, and it kind of parlays into the, the hobbyist. All right, the weekend angler, et cetera. And here's the last point I'll make, and then I'll hang up on it some more, Colin. So the last one I'll make is is for the other, you know, 98, 99, 99.5% of us that are not professionals, that are weekend anglers, hobbyists, whatever, you know, just bass fishing enthusiasts, I don't really care if you use it or not. I, I really don't care. I don't care if you fish out of a kayak, a boat, the bank. I don't care. Like, as long as you're on the water fishing, having fun, that's the main thing that counts. However, I will say this. If you are going to use forward-facing sonar and you are then going to catch fish using forward-facing sonar and you're then going to post about how great you are or the lure is, et cetera, because you caught said fish and not missed and not mentioned forward-facing sonar, then I believe you're being extremely deceiving, almost borderline lying to people because it's the equivalent of me going to a private lake and showing off all the fish I catch and making you believe that you can go catch the same fish that I caught. Mm. And, the, and the reality is you cannot go catch the same fish I caught unless you go to the same private lake, just like you're not going to go catch those same fish if you're not using forward-facing sonar. So my biggest ask, if anyone using forward-facing sonar, is if you're going to post about it, if you're going to share about it, for everyone else, whether they have it or don't have it, at least present that you're using forward-facing sonar so people understand Okay, I now can go try to replicate that if I also have forward facing sonar, or I know, hey, you're you you did that because you have forward facing sonar. I'm not going to replicate that because I don't have forward facing sonar. That's my biggest, I guess, pet peeve, if you will, around the average angler using forward facing sonar. I don't care if you use it or not. You can use live bait for all I care, but just just disclose it so you're not leading people to believe they can mimic the same results just by using the same lure when reality it's not the lure it was the technology that allowed you to get that fish hey jeremy jeremy can i friendly uh like in a nice way say anybody has a chance to catch a fish in the water some of the pbs that were shared they just caught them they just they just luckily placed the lure whether someone else had forward-facing sonar or somebody just throws a cast from the bank like rafi's talking about saying that you have to share that the fact that they saw the fish or didn't see the fish on a non-private body of water, everybody has the same chance to catch a fish. So I think that's maybe one of those things of like so the reality, whether I, they used I it. Disagree. I think it makes it, it, 
I it makes it easier. Well, I mean, the thing is, is you can go out and fish against no. people, and sometimes you, you're saying you can't catch fish to a high degree without forward-facing sonar. So that's why I love these are the discussions. Nope, like, oh my what, gosh, that's not what I said. Yeah, you can. You still no, have the same possibility of catching so, fish. You said you said somebody couldn't catch so it if they the, didn't have forward-facing sonar. You don't have the. You do not have the same probability because you use the word chance. And probability. Chance means probability and probability means statistics and statistically speaking you are not going to go find that same fish you're not even going to locate the fish or even have the same probability of catching the fish if you're not using forward-facing sonar and able to see that fish swimming live reacting to your bait live it's like like finding a needle in a haystack versus finding the haystack in the water and now you just need to throw your lure until you see the needle moving and then you're like oh there it is It's, it's Night and day difference between the two. Totally different between you the really don't, You of, really don't like, like look, this, do you? <laughs> no, look, like, like, look let's, let's, take, let's, take, let's take OHIV. Yeah, you, let's take OHIV. If you go to OHIV, which is the hottest lake in the, in the country right now, you go to OHIV, and, and you said, okay, I want two people. One of you have forward-facing sonar. And obviously knows how to use it. And the other one doesn't. And I want you both to troll around in 30 foot of water. And you're telling me they both have the same probability of catching a double digit? Oh, heavens no. No, I'm not not saying that. So if if I misspoke, I'm sorry. I I do believe that. No. So if it's if forward facing sonar is coming into play, of course, that tool is a tool in your tool set. And if somebody else doesn't have the same tool set, they're not as they're just not going to do as good. It's fine if you if everything else is a level playing field. So I'm with you on that. I I literally don't care. The point of all of this, I think, is a concept. Kevin Van Dam. I go back to him because he just spoke on this. The guy was the greatest and inspired me a ton. He shared a story about his father, who hates technology. He was talking about how he doesn't even know how to use a cell phone. And I hope I quote it right. But he was saying his father is elderly likes to catch crappie and ask Kevin to set up forward facing sonar so he could go out and catch some crappie on a standard setting and use it responsibly to harvest some fish for dinner. He can't fish for very long now. It helps him go and achieve what he wants to achieve in a responsible manner. And he accomplishes the job and it works awesome for Kevin Van Dam's dad. I love that. That is my argument to keep this. The issue is, is will everyone else use it responsibly? And we had a gentleman call in and talk about people that started using tanks and harvesting mussels. We talk about all the technology that helps people harvest animals, fish, whatever it may be. If that gets out of control, if we don't do our job in bass fishing to manage one another, then somebody else that manages things will step in and end it. So that's that's kind of why I just wanted to bring it up. It's I dude, I love your passion of and your hate of forward facing sonar. It, I, I'm gonna just go. You, I, I guess you don't have it on your boat. And when I come to fish with you, I'm gonna want you to have it because I see some of those lakes. I want to know if there's fish holding on those dead trees out in the middle of the lake. But hey, we'll figure it out together. We'll go find some fish without it. But uh, you know, thanks for the opinion because I All think right, it's valid to have these things. Yeah, I want to hear. Last, last comment, and I'm hanging up. It's up, it's up to Rafi. You keep, you keep threatening us with a good time, but T-Rex is, like, getting salty in the comments that you've been on for so long. He's, like, he's on for <laughs> over seven minutes. But I overwhelmingly, know. I know. overwhelmingly right, Jeremy, the chat wants you to keep keep talking. So we're going we're gonna to let them All win right, on this la- one. Last comment. Last comment. For anyone who follows me on social media, here is my oath or my promise to that person Ooh. is that I disclose what I'm using 
I disclose the bait I'm using. I tell people the technique, the retrieval, et cetera. And my hope and my desire, my passion, if I'm a guy who five years ago owned one spinning rod and, and I've you know, done what I've done to learn bass fishing in a short period of time, my hope and anyone who follows me is that they too can follow. I mean, aside from me having a boat and then being a bank angler, obviously there's a difference there, but it's not like I, I'm acting like I'm catching fish from a bank and you know I'm catching them from a boat. But my point is, is that you know that if I'm going out on a weekend and I'm sharing with you these things and I'm sharing with you real time when they're happening, that you too can go out and mimic that. And if I'm, and if I'm not disclosing all the information, then I'm leading you to believe that you can do something different. And my oath is I, I will be as transparent as I can be so that someone can pick up bass fishing and go learn it like I have. Whether that means I'm using four and sonar or not, I'll always disclose it. But the answer to that is, I, uh, I will not be using it. So Rick, that's just, that's my story. are you, are you making it. an oath right now? You're never going to get it. I just want to go right. Just, can we get that on record and make sure that fix is recording? Are you ever going to get forward facing sonar? I will not. I'm sorry, Garmin. Uh, Jeremy cannot be sponsored. <laughs> Rick, I'd like, to, I'd like to apologize to you. My productivity at Monster Bass is going to go way down because Jeremy makes a lot of sense, and I'm giving up Adderall. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, it doesn't mean I don't like hummingbird or 360 or down imaging or side imaging. Like I, I get those things. But, it, but in terms of like the style of fishing, you will never see me sitting there on my boat, looking at a screen, not even remotely looking around, enjoying my surroundings, my setting, understanding exactly you know, all things other than is this fish responding to my lure or not, and I'm watching a lifetime. That's just not ever how I will fish. Um, so if, if anyone else wants to, I'm not judging you. You go do it. Um, I, I just I just can, hope that people can I, share can I bring and expose a, can, it so that other people can mimic it. Can I bring a sniper pole on your boat, and will you let me use it on the back? <laughs> is that Okay. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know what a sniper pole is. There's a new. There's. I swear this technology has gone crazy. It's literally a pole you can put down your hand. It has a transducer on it. It it ties in. I think you can even use like an iPad or an iPhone. Uh-huh. I don't even know if you have to have a screen. And it's now forward facing sonar from a sniper pole. And it's made kind of like for a bank fisherman that you can put in the water and you can see out in front of you and see if there's fish. So. I tell you, man, thank you. It's awesome. Your passion's great. You've done awesome with teaching people how to fish. You're, you're a great asset to the monster bass family. So, you know, I've always had fun chatting with you and and keep it up, man. We'll see where this all goes. Hey, at the end of the, at the end of the day, I want to, I want to tell you, I do love anyone and everyone, even if you use four fishing sonar. So, uh, you know, as I close my YouTube videos, I'll close and say, if nobody told you today, God loves you. And so do I, and I'm getting back on the road now. All right. Bye guys. All right. <laughs> well, thanks, Jeremy. Wow. Yeah, we lost every single caller in the queue <laughs> because of that. They went through unlike, unlike, unlike. So <laughs> this is, I've told you, I just threw it out there to get a discussion going. And the passion on both sides is so fiery. It's amazing. Totally. We literally don't have any more calls. No. I watched them one by one just disconnect, disconnect, disconnect. Because, and for uh, what it's for what it's worth, Rafi, you scolded T Rex, made an example out of him publicly to the point where it, now he won't call in ever, and then you proceeded to let the last few callers like hog the lines for like fifteen minutes. Yeah, that's true. I caved at the comments they wanted to hear what Lone Star had to say. 
Uh, you buckled. You buckled under the pressure. Hey, he, you know, he has good points. He's got a passion for it. The, all the comments in the live off to the side, people are talking about money talks. And, hey, that's a it's a great opportunity to learn about fishing. I'm I'm a big fan of what you can learn by using it. All I'm saying is we got to use this responsible and keep track of it. So, heck, I don't know. It looks like what popped up on our screen there. It looks like Monster Bass Cares. Rick, what's that all about? It's more like what, what's that all about, Rafi? <laughs> Monster Bass Cares? Yeah, this is well, your Rick, program. I'm glad you asked. You know, <laughs> so many people have called us up saying, either asking how they can get involved with helping us help uh, teach veterans and first responders how to fish as an alternative therapy to like medication to help with uh, PTSD and to help them cope. And uh, other people have been calling us up asking if we can support their local initiatives where they're getting involved with the local VA or different communities and charities in their areas. And, uh, and they're taking uh, veterans and first responders fishing for the, uh, for the same reason. So Monster Bass Cares is our way of, uh, of, of doing that. If you want to help, you could donate to, uh, to Monster Bass Cares through our, uh, through our Venmo, which is on the screen. Uh, or if you have an event that you're supporting, or if you're having an event that you're creating, or even if you just need some resources in order to take two or three people that don't have the means or the wherewithal to go fishing that do fall into the category of veterans and first responders, well, Monster Bass Cares is, uh, is, is here for you. I love that. I love that. And a special shout out to Marty Lawson's wife. We hope she's, uh, she's, hope back. she's recovering and, uh, and, and feeling much better. Yeah, she's back from the hospital, uh, and uh, Marty brought her back uh, late late this afternoon. And he's not listening because he is uh, doing what I believe he he needs to do, which is taking care of the most important person in his life. Well said. Well said. Let's. Uh, it looks like someone was brave enough to call in, and uh, so what? What do you say we take another call? Let's do Ooh, it. Yes. <laughs> that that was exciting. Uh, yeah, yeah. Go ahead, caller. What's your thoughts on forward-facing sonar or Rafi? Seven minutes, no more. Well, <laughs> what Rafi time keeper? You know, himself. <laughs> Just saying. I, I didn't hear any of that. that Rafi. Oh, yeah. Please, Rick. He's my making thoughts it so on easy. Forward-facing. <laughs> my thoughts on forward-facing sonar is this. You gotta have forward face. Oh my God! You shouldn't even let this go. We let this go. No, Rafi. Rafi, do, do you have something to say? I can't. I don't. I can't hear a word he's saying. But I'm not allowed to hang up on him. You, you, you can do anything you want. You're in charge. No, you can phone. do what you want. Actually, I think he said something. He was making fun of you when he first called, and then he said, "If you need to have forward facing sonar to catch fish," and then he said something else that was probably funny. So, Rafi, go ahead and uh, encourage him to to call us back by maybe giving yeah. them that reboot button. Yeah. Or just get yeah, some better service. We got, we got to... All right. We just dropped them. All right. Good, All right. He'll call, work. he'll call back. You're a, yeah. you're a pro at that. I don't know why you didn't do well, that on the last call. tells me to do. What's that? <laughs> Anything. All right. <laughs> All right. While we're waiting for him to call back, can we, can we give away some golden tickets? Good idea. All right. So as you guys know, everyone's sitting at home, right? Your box comes with an individually numbered golden ticket. It's your opportunity to help me clean my garage, okay? 
So what I'd like you to do is pull out your golden tickets. I don't care if it's from this month, last month, or the month before. We're going to call out some numbers. Jared's going to do his best Mr. Gambit impersonation. And uh, if he does a crappy job, please give us the thumbs up. And, uh, and uh, if we call out your number, email us at marketing at monsterbash.com, and we will hook you up with some stuff that's in my garage. Lots of good stuff to give away. Go ahead, Fixie. All right, so we have for our first golden ticket winner, 24993. And we have for number two, 322, sorry, 32336. Then we're moving on to 44956. And let's see, 53737. What do we have here? 62961. And let's do another one, 72245. How about we do the last two here, 82567. And then last but not least, 92939. All right, Porsche to the main stage. Um, <laughs> let's, wow. uh, is, did he call back in? No. He didn't. He's he did really not. Afraid. He's really afraid to call back in. Come on, T-Rex. Give us a call. We got time for one more call. And if not him, somebody else. I want to hear from someone new. What's your opinion on forward-facing sonar? And while we're waiting for you to call in, let's talk about some new stuff. Yes. So so I got a box of baits here today that uh, just arrived. For me to color, uh, for me to color approve. I don't know if you guys can see this stuff. Let me find one that I think might work. We're working on getting me close. This isn't gonna work. No one can see it. All right, I've got the new uh, Monster Bash Vibe Master. It's a it's a half ounce blade bait. Um, these are gonna show up in in the uh, I think the December box. Um, I'm just color proofing everything right now. Uh, they're available in 12 colors. And uh, what makes this blade bait a little bit different, right? As you guys know, you guys throw these things in the winter. You don't have to only throw them in the winter, but I know it's kind of been stereotyped as a, as a, as a cold, weather, cold weather bait, and we'll talk about that another time. But what we did to construct these things, we used a layered, uh, a layered sheeting process that combines uh, circuit board, brass, and steel. And uh, what we found is it's going to have superior performance. It's going to have a really unique feel. You're going to be able to pick up everything. Um, and it's going to have durability like you haven't seen before. Um, add to that, of course, uh, we got two uh, Mustad must Ultra Points, the front red, obviously, because that's what we do at Monster Bass. We're big fans of the red because we think it indicates uh, a wounded bait fish, gives them something extra to key in on. I think you guys are going to love this bait, and uh, it'll be coming to you guys in the December box. So I'm excited to share that with you. And then one other thing, and I think this is a good segue into, uh, into next week's uh, show. You know, we're coming up on, on, I guess if you have forward-facing sonar, we're not coming up on it because uh, you don't need to search for anything. But, uh, you know, it's, it's a great time for crankbaits. And um, whether we're talking about regular, square bill, or flat-sided, uh, you know, next month's box is going to have the new Monster Bash Flatline, which is our flat-sided uh, crankbait. But uh, we are designing 
Uh, we've, or we are, we have designed a new square bill, um, that'll be out in 2024. We don't have a name for it. Fix, do we even have a picture of it or do we have the, uh, yeah. So let's put that up on the screen. Okay. So this is the new, um, this is the new square bill. Uh, we've been working on this for, I'm going to say 18 months and, uh, that's the ultimate design. I'm going to have some blanks unpainted that I'm going to show you guys, I, I believe, next week. You'll notice some big, some big points of differentiation between this and the, uh, the hammerhead that's our current model that we worked on with, uh, with Alex Rudd. Um, and what we wanted to do is we changed the, we changed the lip, we changed the size of the body, we changed a f a quite a few different points. And what I'm going to do is the, the bait designer that I worked with on this, I'm going to have him come on the show and talk about what we, what we did, why. Because, again, I'm not, I'm not a bait designer, right? But I like to leverage people that I think are really intelligent, really have pedigree uh, in terms of designing products uh, to leverage for the entire Monster Bass bait line. And so this is a, a picture of the square bill. And the reason why I got up on the screen is there's no name on the top of it. I would love if you guys could comment down in the chat. I need a name for the new square bill. I'm not going to call it the Hammerhead 2.0 because the Hammerhead was, is, is a square bill that, you know, it, it'll live on. But this is a new one, and uh, I need a name for a good square bill. And if you put it in the comments, you put something down below, and if I end up picking that as the name, I'll send you a whack ton of these when they come out just to say thank you. So uh, help me out with a new name of the square bell. That would be great. Did we, uh, did we ever get a caller to call back in? We, we do. We do have a caller before great. I let this caller in. All right. Um, I am going to sign off in a, uh, in a minute and leave you with this caller. Cause I got to take my daughter to art class, but I realized Rick and Chris, I think I am more of a rear facing sonar kind of man than a front facing sonar. <laughs> I think both of you that. are. It was, that's, I'm going to go with both of you are. <laughs> uh, maybe that's hence my shirt last week. I think everyone knows. I did want to ask Rick. I pulled out the new soft plastics with that QR code. Do yeah. you have any names? Like, there's this the the ribbed one that I'm holding here, and it. I don't. Two questions. Yeah. What's the smell I'm getting, and what names are leading the race here? Is anybody giving you a good name? Uh, there's been a ton of feedback regarding this and, uh, I'm going to have, uh, a list for people to vote on next week, uh, because I do want to give everyone a chance to, to get that in and give their feedback, cool. but it's been, it's been pretty interesting to see the, the feedback thus far. Do you want and my barrage of inappropriate sure ones? Like <laughs> yeah, I would like, I'd like to know what your inappropriate ones are to, to get started. Rafi. I'm nervous about your inappropriate ones, but if you want to give us one before you leave, that'd be fine. And now I hear an echo. Why are we echoing? Why are we echoing? God fix you. Hello, gentlemen. What's up? What's up? Oh, we're echoing because Lambit needs to mute his. Lambit needs to mute his podcast. Oh, come yeah, on, Mr. Gary. You're no rookie. Can you? You know how it is, guys. Forward-facing sonar. Guys, you've hit on it a little bit, but the real question about forward-facing sonar is, can these freaking guys make it sexy enough to put on TV 
for someone to watch. They don't want a bunch of hillbillies grunting in front of a screen. They wouldn't want to see me grunting in front of a screen for eight hours. God damn, you know. You got to put something on that screen to make it fun. Like Rick said, you got to put split screen, triple screens, show other people doing other stuff, explain to people. You just can't put a guy on the screen grunting in front of a screen and think it's going to be sexy and people are going to tune in and watch it. That's the real question. Now, that's for the guys who are pros that are doing it. Guys who need to go out and buy the thing, I'm not going to buy for 300 bucks. If somebody want to donate it, they can add it to my Lawrence HDS. I'm not spending $1,500 for that damn thing. Hell no. They need to bring that thing down in price for real. <laughs> Fair enough. You're not wrong. Yeah. You're not, now, guess what, you're, guys? Rick, did you tell them? You tell them what you did today? If you're going to hey, Rick, did you tell them if you're going to Rick's VIP list? Uh, Rick gave you guys a deal. Rick says you guys are complaining about the free stuff he gives you. Guys, damn it, stop complaining. Rick is giving free stuff. Figure it out. Bundle your stuff up, bundle it, and do it for it. When you bundle your stuff, see the fun stuff that Rick got on the site, bundle it up, save some money. Rick did a code today. Your code today is 920. You get to save 20% off site wide on the Monster Bad site. Save yourself some money. Go to monsterpass.com and see, can you save yourself some money on giving Rick a chance to give you some good deals? God, I, I, I love you, Mr. Gambit. Thank you. <laughs> you know, I'm working on your man. I'm trying to get it done. You know, right now we're in the summer, and I felt a little bit of a fall in the air the other night. We're feeling it a little bit here in California. A little mugginess is still here. Mm-hmm. But, you know, this fall is going to be special. You looking for a name for Rick's crankbait? We'll call it Rick's Crank and Yank. <laughs> crank and Yank crankbait, man. Let's make it Crank and Yank. <laughs> done. Done. Uh, Thank no, you, no. Nick. I cannot wait to get that in multiple colors and sizes. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There you go, boys. I'm telling you, you make the naming easy. <laughs> <laughs> no. Oh, my goodness, Mr. Gambit. Oh, I know, man. That's what we got to do. We got to make these baits fun. When you get them, Rick, you just got to say, what we got to call this fun thing? Because you know what it's going to be fun saying? What did you get them on? I got them on Rick's Crank and Yank. It was so much fun all afternoon, cranking and yanking. <laughs> maybe. Maybe that's what we'll go with. I can see it on the shelf of Walmart now. You know it's about fun, but it's four pieces of salt on guys. It's a fun thing. You know, I don't have it yet either, but it's one of those things that it is kind of make it sexy. You make it sexy enough, and people still buy it, and you can put it in different, you know, events and stuff. You make it dull, and people grunt and like, oh, here's my screen. Oh, look at that. Oh, look at that. Oh. Nobody's going to be wanting to watch that, man. That's not cool. you got to make it must-see TV. When you want to make it must-see TV, make the fish do something. It says, look at the fish. There's his other buddy. They're fighting for the lure. Make it sort of entertaining. Everybody's like grunting and go, oh, you got one. Oh, look at him. You got one. Yeah, I don't disagree. I mean, it's, it's, it's always going to be on Saturday mornings because no one else wants to watch it. All right, this echo is driving me crazy. This echo is driving me crazy. <laughs> All right, guys. I love what you guys are doing. You're doing good, Chris. Keep it, keep it going, man. You're informing and letting people know. Don't get mad when they send you bad DMs, man. That DM stuff gets everybody upset. When they send it to hey. the DM, there's no. They care. It's I'm I'm all about it. 
That's right, buddy. That's it. No, we're out here just stirring the stirring the pot. It's all okay. good. <laughs> all right guys take care love you <laughs> all right see you later man all right was that him with the echo or is that us it's him all right right be, before we Pretty go sure him. uh we didn't do mail call and i got a package right or uh fixie so so i got a package i do apologize that i did open this because I just saw this, this DHL package, and I figured it was from overseas, and so I just opened it right away. Uh, but I didn't open it all the way. So let's, uh, let's see what we got here. I'm going to read the letter first. Uh, Rick, I've been a member for about two years, and I just want to say thank you. Monster Rest has helped me get into a sport that I loved as a kid, and you've really motivated me to become a better fisherman. Baits are, the baits are great, and the video content is too, but what I really love most is that you guys truly care about what you're doing. So here's a little something to let you know that I appreciate all that you do. Sean Paul Perez. <laughs> I mean, I can't use these. <laughs> I got a, uh, a bag full of naked lady tees. Um, and... Uh, a pack of golf balls. I mean, I do golf, so thank you. Oh, they got my logo on it, too. All right, that's pretty cool. All right, thank you, Sean. All right, if you guys want to mail anything in, uh, I will open it up. I don't care what it is. I don't know that I'll be golfing with naked lady tees. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I could try, but I will be golfing with these golf balls. So thank you very much for these. Uh, they're from Vice. There you go. All right. Thanks a lot, Sean Paul Perez. Um, really appreciate it. Wow. We are coming right up on the time. Not bad. I think we did it, Rick. I it was pretty good. I, I think we struck a chord with some people. I think some people that didn't call in have some things to think about. Literally, I think that's the good use of this show is, hey, we're out here to discuss bass fishing, what it takes to catch fish, how to inspire people, how to teach them. And, and hey, we want to make sure there's fish in the future. So if there's something we want to talk about, I think it's a good forum to do that. I, I had fun just posting it. I'm excited to talk about your Yank and Crake next week. I mean, literally having these baits that are, they're coming in the box. <laughs> it's there. There's some good stuff and bass fishing. I mean, I, I say it all the time. I've never found another sport that I can do with my entire family, my friends. It doesn't matter how good a person is doing it or if they're a beginner, we can all do it side by side. So it's, it's a pretty unique opportunity and such a great sport. So super fun today. And if you got more things, Hey, shoot me a direct message. We'll talk about this forward facing sonar and we'll continue the discussion. Cause I think that's, what's important. Love it. Yeah. Great show. Thanks for being on it. And Hey, uh, you may want to just give a big shout out or a big thank you to Jeremy. Uh, Hummingbird has just called and uh, they text me and they would like to sponsor <laughs> you now instead of uh, Jeremy. So you're getting forward facing sonar on the pontoon boat. Uh, I love it. Can't, can't wait. Let's do it. We've got some fun stuff coming up on that boat. So uh, you know what? Jeremy can come and he just won't be able to look at the forward facing sonar screen. He can just fish <laughs> off the back. So it's fine. 
All right. Well, there you <laughs> have it. Good. Thanks you. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. We had a great show, and next week we'll uh, we'll see you next week when we're talking about fall crankbait. So have a safe week. Bye. <laughs> Sweep the leg. <laughs> 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 <laughs>